Would it be Soto or Fram? I don't know. We're talking about shipping salmon, Frodo. Last week, we talked about shipping all different types of characters, but we did not discuss Sam and Frodo. This is a heavily debated topic on the internet, and it's not just because people want to see Elijah Wood and Sean Astin. Well, you know, there's a lot more to it. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're, we're talking about uh, Mr. Mr. Gamgee and Mr. Beggins. Oh! So, yes. Yeah. But before yes. we get into that, there's two things we got to address. One, what? we forgot Sherlock and Watson last week. Yes, we did. For, for, for the um, ship. What's, what's the name? Shatson? That's a. Shatson. <laughs> well, Warlock oh, is the other one. Oh, it's, it's, a war, it's Warlock. That's, yeah, that's better. That's great. Yeah. Oh. They should the, be in a relationship just because of that. For no other reason. Then they get confused for a fantasy character. But um. <laughs> uh, and then the last one we have to do, of course, is we forgot to talk about talk about ships setting sail. Mm-hmm. One of the most iconic ones in the past I don't know, ten years, even though it's from animation, is uh, from the Legend of Korra, where Korra and Asami became that ship set sail, and it's really iconic because it was in a Nickelodeon kids show that was a same sex couple that that ship set sail so hard. That they, the producers, the people who are made, the creators, animators, they of course were given all kinds of steps. You can't do this. What are you doing? So the, all they could do was, as opposed to having them kiss at the end, they just had them holding hands as they stood there in the final frame of the entire show, holding hands together romantically. And then the very next day, the creators went on Twitter, all over Twitter, saying, "Yes, they are officially a couple. This is as much as we could do." But they are 100 a couple. No balls, though. They should have had them kiss. <laughs> what they do in the comics. So, so in the comic books, mm-hmm. they actually have them kiss. They actually are a couple. They, they see them kissing all over the place, and there's no doubt. So that's a, a prime example. Of it. And then people were talking about that since like, the second season. So that's an example of a ship. Like, so. Now, I know that you guys aren't as super invested in, in a, a Avatar and Korra as I am, but because it's my favorite show of all time, I have to mention it. I'd be remiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the main reason that we're here to talk today was is about... Uh, the uh, I don't want to call it the ultimate ship because I think there's there's a lot of candidates for the ultimate ship, but this is definitely one that has a lot of discussion uh, upon the interwebs, um, and that is uh, as we said with Sam and Frodo. Um, now I will say uh, up front that. Um, basically everything that we say in this episode is pure speculation. We have no, there is no definite yay or nay from Tolkien. Also, he died before this would even be okay to even talk about openly. Um, he, uh, and just, I'm just throwing these things, things out there, whether or not they end up in the episode, we'll find out. Um, but, uh, uh, but the, the big, the big thing was, uh, the only writing that we have or the only confirmation that we have from Tolkien that he even acknowledged homosexuality was him making, apparently he wrote in a letter that when he was 19, he didn't even know what the word meant. Um, so everything everything we have about this is pure speculation. That being said, um, I found an article on Polygon that actually was just published like a month and a half ago. So it was very recently published about this very topic. And it went deep in depth about... Tolkien and and all of that and uh and, and and about Sam and Frodo. And it was 
fascinating. So um, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's on Polygon. We'll have a link below. Uh, Mary Osterberg is the author. So please go check that out. We got a lot of her information from that, among some other articles, which I'll also try to uh, have linked as well. Um, so again, so, pure speculation, blah, blah, blah. What, what were some of the highlights from the article? Well, basically, the, the biggest highlight that of the biggest highlights that I found was that he, that Tolkien was friends with a poet that was openly gay, W.H. Alden, Auden, sorry. Uh, he also was a teacher and later was a outspoken fan of uh, Mary Renault, who was a writer who was a, um, a big proponent of homosexual uh, male um rights as much as you could be in in that day and age um and then also there there was another piece too about it where um he one of his friends that he went into world war ii with died in world war ii and he was a little bit kind of haunted by this guy's death so he made it his life's mission to have this guy's poems and, and writings published uh, tolkien wanted to make sure that this guy's poems and writing were published and modern readers do interpret those poems and writings as homo romantic so um so there's a little bit so there, there's a question like okay like maybe was there something that happened we don't know you know like it's it's again pure speculation we have no idea but um right. but it's very all of those points are very interesting because we've got to remember this is in the same time where people were dying in you know england and the americas just simply for find yeah, people finding out they were gay like we're we're talking you know the time and time and place where uh what's his name turing was killed or he killed himself because um alan turing because he was essentially publicly shamed for being gay and he basically helped win world war ii Same so for, yeah. you know so yeah should have been or definitely was a hero and yeah right. yeah. Was, yeah yeah so. that's interesting so so morgan let me ask you this from your own personal take, do you think that Samwise and Frodo have an interest in one another? Frodo's kind of a selfish dick. <laughs> um, and I did you say okay? I did. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is your this is your floor. We <laughs> Oh, and to me, it seems almost like unrequited love mm -hmm. on the part of Samwise, maybe. I don't know. I feel like Samwise was always so giving and ready to sacrifice for Frodo and lifting him up and boosting him. And Frodo was always just kind of crying. <laughs> yeah. and then, I don't know. I, and like, I, I feel like Frodo like took advantage of that... Um, Oh, that, that, that dedication that uh, what's the word I'm looking for like that intent devotion <laughs> devotion I always yeah. felt like Samwise was kind of taken advantage of um, but I do yes I mean I did always kind of get this like romantic vibe at least from the movies for, I mean, for sure from the movies like it's, something it, it's, it's so here's the thing it is you are 100% right from the movies. The movies very much make it seem like Sam, like Frodo is almost asexual to some extent, and and Sam is very much into him. The books, yeah, that's not the case. The books, it is much more like 
they are both into each other. Um, again, it's not very much. I, I, the whole disclaimer that, that Nate set up at the beginning, <laughs> still intact, still intact. But the books, there are lots of things. So much so, I have some quotes from the book uh, directly. <laughs> Some actual lines. Now, first things first, you got to remember that the way the book actually ends is that is that Frodo, you know how in the movie there's a part where uh, Sam walks in and he's like, hey, you finished the book, Mr. Frodo. Well, he walks into Frodo's home in Hobbiton. He's like, hey, you finished the book, Mr. Frodo. Now, in the actual book, The Lord of the Rings, that at that part, Frodo then goes into, hey, so have you decided to move in? Whether you have you decided <laughs> whether you can move in with me? Have you decided we guys become roommates? You know, live together essentially. Mm-hmm. And Sam's response is, well, there's Rosie, and my heart feels torn in two if I have to decide between the two of you or what have you. Mm-hmm. And essentially, they live together in like a, a threesome of sorts. So it's much wow. more clear that they're 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 into each other, and it's not one sided. That being said, there's some other parts too. So there's a part earlier in the book where I'm quoting it directly here. Sam, dear Sam, said Frodo. And he lay back in Sam's gentle arms. He kissed Frodo's forehead. Sam went to kiss, went to him and kissed his hand. Sam took his master's hands and laid them together, palm to palm, and kissed them. And then he held them gently between his own. It's a, and that's just one example of them having open, more open emotions. And that's, of course, at the end of the, I guess, the Return of the King or end of the whole book, mm-hmm. when they're pretty much, they're at the, uh, the Mount of Casa Doom. And this is after they already thrown the ring in. And it's pretty much everything's, they, they, it's like we're pretty much going to die here. They've mm-hmm. accepted their, their mortality, more or less. But the idea is, is that like, there is a it's meant to show that there's a comfort and a solace that Frodo has dying in Sam's arms and Sam kind of feels the same in the movie they have a version of that where Frodo hugs him and says there's no place I'd rather be or die or no person I'd rather die with than you it's not necessarily as direct but I do still feel I always felt that it's kind of coded mm-hmm. so I think in the book they're not as best Tolkien could, in my opinion, he's showing that these two have deeper feelings than just friends, or at least a very, very intimate friendship. Nate is my boy. I've known Nate for over eight years, going on nine years. I love him dearly. I've told him several times, and vice versa, we've hugged him very dearly, passionately. But we know it's not, no, nothing more, uh, no offense to Nate, but we know it's nothing more than, than friendship. You have these never kissed two, my forehead. <laughs> and you really have to caress my palms between your palms. So it's all I'm saying is that it's there's a difference. Of things. Yeah. I guess my biggest takeaway from that whole thing is that I need to read more. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read Lord of the Rings. Um, it, yeah, there's a lot to it. Um, I've always wanted to, but now I'm like, what have I missed? A lot, because there's like thousands of pages, but. (laughs) There's another piece, too, um, about it that now this isn't in the actual books. This is actually in in appendices that um, that Tolkien had written for the trilogy. And this I found the most interesting. And that was after Frodo goes to the Undying Lands to be basically an elf heaven 
with Gandalf um, at the end of Return of the King. Um, Sam and Rosie have a family. They grow old. Rosie dies. And because of a loophole, and I think I, I could get this wrong. I could I could be wrong, but um, there may have been another point in the novel that 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 this loophole comes from. But because there's that point where Sam picks up Frodo and carries him up Mount Doom, um, then he technically was a ring bearer. And because he was a ring bearer, he was allowed to go to the Undying Lands. So in that appendices, in that appendix, he goes and and essentially goes to the Undying Lands to spend the rest of eternity with Frodo. Yes. Uh, and actually, he also wore the ring, too. It was another part yeah. where earlier he wore it. So OK, that must be it. Ring. Yeah. He's a ring bearer. Yeah. So there's I mean, I mean, with this new knowledge that I would have <laughs> if I picked up a book. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that they were total like lovers, and mm-hmm. maybe like what you've said about um, the uh, Tolkien guy from the war. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that, yes. So, you, if you think about it, maybe this was his like fantasized version mm-hmm. of what he could have with that man, mm-hmm. perhaps works he wanted to share so so uh so urgently i mean that that's kind of a like with that information and then what you're telling me i'm like oh well it's obvious (laughs) 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 well that's see that's the thing for me is that like and and i know there's that thing we discussed it a little bit last week when we were talking about stucky and and the fact that you know like when you're in war and you you spend time in a battle with with other with other men and you 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 form a bond and a, and that bond is different than just like what Ethan and I have you know it's it's a much deeper um uh feeling that not a lot of people are used to um or are really aware of so in fact it's often referred to as like a romantic love but just without the sexy time um but so so it is possible that he had this with these people and then he was just kind of putting that on to Sam and Frodo because like the article states that the the whole thing um, because in the books uh, uh, Frodo doesn't finish the trilogy and Sam does like Sam actually is the one to finish the books the writings of their adventures together and that speaks a lot to the situation with this other um, with this, uh, um, I almost said coworker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if their job was here. Yeah, the the, uh, the 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 other military guy. Um, who, yeah, who, um, uh, who? Because Tolkien took it on himself to publish this man's writings. So it, it's interesting how there was a little bit of a parallel there as well. So I'm 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 fascinated. Like again, speculation. Again, this is totally like it could just be us blowing. Tolkien's like things of this kind of relationship into a romantic one, but it's still a very interesting topic to talk about. Maybe just as a writer, he just, even if it wasn't romantic between the two of them, maybe he just romanticized it and turned it into this incredible story. I mean, that's writers do that also. They don't Mm -hmm. actually experience everything they write about. Mm -hmm. No, experiences you tie together to make it's experiences and imagination is what goes into writing. So, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and, it reminds me of Umbrella Academy, too. 
And Brother like had it. Oh yeah, with the uh, with the brother wow. and sister. No, well, no, we can get into oh. that later. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Klaus. He. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Very much. I am. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Now, now I can't remember. I know y- y'all both seen it. Spoiler alert for Umbrella Academy. Were was Klaus romantically involved with that person, or were they just? Yes, yeah, very much. Okay, so. like, I couldn't remember that for some reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know he dies in his arms on the battlefield. Yes. They were. Klaus was like, yeah, Klaus was in love with him. Yeah, it was a mutual love. Okay. I couldn't quite remember the details. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah. I think it was like a, a, a relationship. Yeah, Dave. That's his name. Dave. Right. Mm-hmm. Dave. I didn't remember that. Yeah, I remember the guy very well. Well, that, and that brings up another point, like going, going to the the thing with the the romantic, you know, not not quite romantic, but very deep bond. Um, it also is very well documented that a lot of times n- these men would go to war and they would essentially have homosexual relationships with other, you know, men in the war and then just come home and just not ever do it again. So like that, you know, that's something that you know, Tolkien probably was aware of, you know, at, while he was there. Maybe took part of it. Not saying he did, maybe. Um, but yeah, like that's another piece that could that is probably going into this a little bit in that, you know, Sam and Frodo ha- have this bond and, you know, maybe there's a little bit of that, too. And the fact that he and as I said before, like the fact that he was obviously not through his writings, but through his actions okay with homosexuality shows a willingness to go closer to that to 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 those themes than i think other authors would have been at the time yeah absolutely i completely agree and like morgan was saying too the idea of romanticizing it and it had how writing is oftentimes is pulled from your own personal experiences and sometimes your own desires and or interpretation of the world or what have you the idea of being partnered up with somebody and going on a journey that's pretty much certain death alone with someone uh, that type of a story is a kind of the most overwhelming romantic thing in some in some capacity and then to die in that person's arms to die holding that person I mean we all know about the examples that have the real actual things where they have people uh, that couples old really old couples that die holding their hands together in a bed or something like that or they want to have their graves next to each other if they've passed that kind of an idea. That's nothing new. Uh, there, are, there are actual, literally in Egypt, there are tombs with people, you know, uh, pharaohs and whatnot with their lovers in that same position. So I, I, we, we definitely understand this isn't definitive. We do not know one way or the other, but it's, there's enough there for us to, to glean from. And also this is something else we are all aware of now too in modern day storytelling is coding. Mm-hmm. When writers, you know, deliberately code certain things or code messages in their work. We opened the show talking about Korra and Asami. For those who don't know, they are a same-sex couple, or they're both women, and the writers and the creative staff, they, they did code lots of things in that in uh, the last few scenes of Korra to make it sure that people actually did understand, yeah, these two both do have an attraction to one another. So I, based off of what I've seen in the book, I read the book in forever, so freaking long, but there is definitely some coding there too. Mm. Some is more apparent than others, in my opinion. Yeah, and I and I think I think it is not unreasonable to speculate that 
Tolkien, as I mentioned a little bit ago, about wanting, willing to go with those themes. And as Ethan, you just said with, uh, with coding, I think it's not unreasonable to say that while he may not have been saying, hey, yo, these two are having sexy time, he, he was giving, he potentially could have been giving a gay, the gay community a couple that they could relate to. That's what that's one of the things that one of the articles I read mentioned was the fact that like one of the most emotional experiences they had in a movie theater was watching the scene where, you know, I may not be able to carry the ring, Mr. Frodo, but I can carry you and him lifting Frodo up and climbing up Mount Doom like and and then later having him him having to say goodbye to Frodo when Frodo goes to the Undying Lands like you know, it, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that Tolkien kind of low key threw in this this relationship for people that he again not through writing but through actions seemed to be okay with. Yes, it's not. I, I completely agree. Uh, I completely agree. And I'm sorry to <laughs> I feel bad because we've been letting Morgan talk as much. But one thing I want to say real quick uh, is is just that you mentioned before, Nate, how. The book, The Lord of the Rings, is supposedly within the meta universe, within the book of Hobbiton and, and the Middle Earth and everything. That actual story is written by Frodo and then finished by Sam. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember that the book, The Lord of the Rings, when you're reading it, it's from the perspective of Frodo. And Frodo describes lots of things in, in different ways as far as like, there's a part where he's talking about Galadriel and how she looks, she has like a deeper voice than most women and how he still finds that bizarrely attractive and everything. He's how he's he's describing like certain the elf male elves as being beautiful and everything it's like if this is from the perspective of frodo keep that in mind Mm -hmm. it's like he's saying that frodo clearly is at least by or is curious Mm -hmm. you know uh again we're not disclaimer full disclaimers but it's like (laughs) based purely off of the actual words the text in the book and this is written by frodo it seems evident Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, spinning into modern day, we all know recently how Robin, uh, Tim Drake specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that just happened. Or he, yeah, that, that just happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think it was last week, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just the idea, too, again, where they were supposedly, the DC team knew for a while they were saying the idea that, he, that Robin, Tim Drake, was in fact bi, and there was coding alluding to that. And people have already speculated before uh, Tim Drake's relationship with Connor Kent, how they are very, very close, and how. Uh, his uh, Tim's reaction to kind of coming back from the dead and everything it's very much like there's coding there mm-hmm. people in the community have recognized it some people said, some people said it's, it's people are reaching but still again it's the idea of you can glean from things what you want but in the end it's yeah, the world is complicated the world is a mm-hmm. messy messy place mm-hmm. yeah I'm going to gleefully point out that once again, Batman made its way into our conversation completely organically. Yep. <laughs> Technically, it was Robin, but yes, yes it's, hey, it's Batman adjacent. Yeah, it counts. Uh, we'll, we'll take it. It counts. 100% counts. And oh my, my follow-up is that the Tim Drake thing being confirmed, is can- uh, that's like canon now, right? Oh, yeah. Anyway, Super I think that is also an effort to make up. I don't think... I think they're trying not to be viewed as prudes because they're like, go down on women. So Batman doesn't go down on women, but Tim goes 
It fits in with their uh, it fits in with their narrative because he's not a superhero. He's a sidekick. Yeah, he's a sidekick. Technically, yeah. Don't do that. That's right. Semantics. Superheroes don't do that. But sidekicks do. I got I wish I was a fly on the wall after the superheroes don't do that press release came out and the the response like I, I got or, or the or the it wasn't the response. It was the uh, it was the what they told the writers of Harley Quinn. And 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 then that made it out like I really wish I was a, a fly on the wall of those executives of basically being like, oh, God, we got to deal with this shit now. You know, <laughs> the damage like, control squad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever. It's like, OK, who can we make by? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, you, the thing. I know we've all seen Ghostbusters. The part in Ghostbusters where Annie Potts, uh, Janine Millman. It's like, we got one and like slams the button and it's like a big alarm goes off. You can mm-hmm. see all the sliding down the poles, like the PR, the press team. Like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. What have they done? We got to go. We got to go. Yeah. Oh, uh, geez. That that had to have been that had to have been a fun couple of meetings. Let me tell you. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Because the thing is, I, I, I'm not entirely sure. We don't know. We're not there. I don't know if they did plan on having Tim Drake come out officially as bi or not. But regardless... They're also like, well, now, even if we do, if we if they have plans to make Tim Drake buy or have him come out as buy, essentially, if they've been setting it up for a while and they finally were able to do it, because it's been a long series of coming up and releasing it. It wasn't one book. It was a series. Mm-hmm. It came out in the series. They're like, well, it doesn't matter now if it happens. It won't be a kind of an, uh, a rally cry for people of the LGBTQ community because they've seen that whole idea with Batman going down on women and now they think there may be some reaction to that. Yeah. You undercut us. Way to go, jackass. You ruined everything. Yeah, and I, well, I don't think, I don't think it necessarily, like, we're, you know, we're, we're joking around here, but I think, I honestly think like you're right. Like it's, the, the, this has probably been in the making for a while. Um, and this, I, I guarantee you that this probably was not a response. This was just happening. But from a PR perspective, that's the, that's the problem. It already, it looks like it. And it's basically like, you know, but anyway. <laughs> now, again, we did all that just for Morgan to fill her quota of Batman. Yes. It's no, we didn't do it for that. It happened because the universe demands it. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything else to say about Sam and Frodo? Getting well, busy? God, I just hope they're really happy together. Yeah, yeah in the uh, in the land. <laughs> I like totally changed my tune. I have gone from this Frodo hating monster to. <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh my god, he just wasn't allowed to love the person he loved, and of course <laughs> that makes you awful. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I would also make the argument, too, in defense of Frodo, he was wearing a mind-altering, most powerful artifact in all of Middle-earth thing around his neck. So, you know, like, I gotta cut him some slack. You know, let's give the boy some grace, you know? (laughs) And then also they had Gollum with him. I'm so, like, I guess I'm so, like, unforgiving. I'm just like, (laughs) don't you treat people who love you like that? That's awful. (laughs) You be in a very, very, if you're in an extremely dark place and there's someone that loves you, sometimes what you do is you push them away because you feel you yourself either don't feel worthy of love or you feel kind of like you're off and you don't want someone showing you praise or being around you. You're like, no, I, I don't want that right now. 
uh, I interpret it that way too sometimes. And, yeah. and I do think Frodo is a lot better, uh, is a better character in the books than he is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that, uh, the, well, that helps you understand it. I mean, that's actually a little better. I'm like, oh, love and depression. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's almost, it's almost like a um, thinking about it. It's almost kind of like a, 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 an addiction or, a, or depression. Like it's, it's where, you know, you're going to this dark place and you have people who love you or are trying to help you. And, you know, it's, it's hard when you're in a dark place like that. Sometimes you're just like, you know, just like Ethan said, you know, it's like, go away. And, um, I can imagine that that that's kind of what that there was a little bit of a parallel there. Um, I'd be interested. Maybe maybe Tolkien was also writing about opium. We have no idea. Um, so before a couple weeks ago, you, you thought you brought the topic up of unrequited love, and that is a very serious thing that happens in, in storytelling a lot. It's a very interesting. It happens in life a lot too, and. Uh, you could make an argument, especially with the films, that it could be an unrequited love. How Sam feels towards Frodo is unrequited, but um, in the books is a little is a bit of a different picture that it paints. And then also in real life, I think what happens, especially with same-sex couples, especially if someone's in the closet or isn't sure how they feel, unrequited love is going to be that much harder. Mm-hmm. If it's oh, if okay. someone. Totally convinced me. Like you know that, like that changed my mind meme. Uh-huh. Right, right. I am that guy, and I've put my coffee down because I was like, "Oh, <laughs> like, no way!" Like you, I'm gonna go get a Frodo tattoo tomorrow. Oh, oh, <laughs> Before we go, we do have to, of course, we have to have Morgan's portmanteau corner. So, what would the portmanteau be for Sam and Frodo, or Frodo and hmm. Sam? I'm thinking wise bags. Wise bags. I like that better. It's not quite as good as Bughead, but it's up there. Wise, Wise bags. bags. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh my God.